What's happening, peeps? It's your boy, Henny Wrestling. Welcome to Henny Wrestling Podcast. I honestly thought I covered blood and guts. Absolutely not. I did not cover that at all. So, with that being said, we're going to talk about um, blood and guts. I think I'm only going to talk about the match. Matter of fact, no, we're going to go, we're going to go the whole event of um, Dynamite. Because I honestly thought, um, I like I honestly thought I recorded and I stopped because the fact there was so many things going on. But I'm gonna talk about blood and guts, and then the next episode I'm gonna have to skip some. We're gonna talk about dynamite that happened this past Wednesday, Rampage, Impact, and also um, G1 that is happening over the weekend. So we're gonna we're gonna try to cover as much as possible. Um. Yeah, so with that being said, let's talk about AEW Dynamite Blood and Guts that happened in June, actually. So let's kick it off. First match, Orange Cassidy versus Ethan Page. Now, Dan Lambert at first was started talking crazy. He was telling the ref to kick out both Chuck Taylor and Trent Barreto. But in reality, we all know that Dan was doing everything and anything for Ethan to pick up the win. Cassidy created offense in the beginning of the match. Ethan showed the tackle. Cassidy, Orange Cassidy spin, spin 360. I was like, oh. Ethan Page showing off his power. Ethan Page threw Cassidy out of the ring to distract the referee. And Dan was, and Dan was distract, and Dan was mocking Cassidy. I think he attacked as well. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. During the match, Ethan Page was in control. Ethan was attempting to do the Ethan Edge. It's more like a razor's edge. But we saw vintage um, Orange Cassidy. So he usually, you know, hand pocket. He put his hands in his pocket and he used that, you know, so Ethan can break. So he can break Ethan's um, Ethan Edge. Um, Ethan tried again, encounter, um, Dan Cassidy did his vintage, his, his vintage Orange Cassidy to Dan Lambert, so, you know, you hear, deep see the pockets, oh, 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 but instead of punching him, he took that, I think it was Tropicana bottle, whatever the case may be, it was an orange, it was an orange juice, drank a little bit, um, I honestly thought he... He already drank the orange juice, but he hold it. He hold it. Um, Ethan Page missed his target and almost hit Dan Lambert. And then hit the orange punch. Then Cassidy, excuse me, hit the orange punch on Ethan Page. Spit the orange juice on Dan Lambert. Another orange punch. And then finished with a body slam, which I didn't understand why. Why was that all about? He could have just body slammed him. Ethan Page would have been in pain and then hit the orange punch. But it was the opposite. But going for Orange Cassidy, um, I don't know what's going on with, with as far as with um, Dan Lambert, Scorpio Sky, and Ethan Page. Because Scorpio, Scorpio Sky lost the TNT title. And I don't know what's next for um, Ethan Page. I don't even know what's next for, um, I think it's Top American Team, something like that. I don't know what's next for them, but let's see what happens. Segment with Christian K. Well, his, pro- well, his, um, his promo. 
Um, the crowd honestly didn't let him talk at all. I think it was in the, I think it was in Michigan. They didn't let him talk at all. And Christian Cage was throwing heat. Like, I think this is the best work I ever seen in Christian Cage. I mean, he was a heel in WWE, but all he did was like, give me one more match, give me one more match, one more match, one more match. That was annoying as hell back then. But him, like. This man throwing fire, spitting fire, disrespecting the family, like doing what heels supposed to do on a wrestling show, like supposed to get heat. And I mean, heat, heat. So it's just crazy how this man is getting a lot, a lot of heat with his words and his betrayal um, to Jungle Boy. So, he did request a match, but it wasn't for him. It was for Luchasaurus. And he had a match with Serpentico, which um, my man, instead of my man looking brave and stuff, my man, was, my man was like, nah, I ain't ready for this. I am not ready for this. And it was, I think it was, it was short. This man, this man threw, threw him like, like, like you threw a garbage in the morning. And won the match with the submission. But he didn't finish there. Luchasaurus chokeslams Serpentico onto the floor. Like, he, Serpentico better have a chiropractor or um, or massages or back massages. Because, goodness gracious, I'll be crying. I'll be crying if I get hit by a chokeslam on the floor. Oh, my God, I'll be crying. I'll be crying. They have to x-ray my freaking back. To see if everything was good. Because, bro, that's painful. So, the next match, Max Caster and the Gun Club versus Dan Housen and his partner of his choosing. It's pretty funny how how we all thought Dan Housen was going to probably get hooked and someone else. But this man chose FTR, the current. Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, current IWGP Tag Team Champions, current AAA Tag Team Champions. We only went for the AEW Tag Team Champions, but we all know that Swerve and Keith Lee got the belts. So, Austin Gunn had a little bit of control until Cash um, stopped the momentum. Then Housing had a little had a little moment as well, but then he got he, he but then he was getting his backside kick we got he was getting his butt kick i liked how max caster and the gun club was able to control the match was able to isolate was able to put in was able to put dan housing into their corner so not only would let not only would not let dan housing breathe but also would not let dan housing um have a chance to tag one of the guys from ftr so i love that um that um that moment that situation i love it that was pretty smart but we all know that was gonna end dan housing finally made the tag ftr created a sequence of offense and bowens made a huge 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 mistake so we all know bowens was on a wheelchair but then during that match my man was up in the ring like he wasn't hurt at all so um Dan Housing, he did his curse like, like you know, vintage, vintage Dan Housing, and 
Bowens by mistake hit one of the guns. And Dan Housing picks up the win. And we all know tension rises. And it looked like Billy Gunn was with the acclaim. But mm-mm, nope. We know. Fast forward, we all know that um the acclaim and gun club um split up. And Billy Gunn was like, nope, these are my sons. You guys hit the road, Jack. So let's see what's what's up between um the acclaim and the gun club. And the gun club. I hope they use this and show that like the acclaim is a legit um tag team contenders. Cause right now, um the tag team division, I don't know what's going on. I feel like FTR should get the tag team titles, but they gave it to Swerve and Keith Lee, which we're going to talk about in the next episode. But it is what it is. Um, Let's see what they do with the Acclaim and Gun Club, unless they're together. I don't know, but on to the next one. The TBS title on the line. Jake Cargill versus Layla Gray. Um, Short sweep, but... Cargo was showing off her power in the beginning of the match. Every time Layla Gray tried to gain momentum, Jade stops it. She just stops her right there. And Jade finished the match with Jade with um with the Jaded. And after the match, Jade is getting tired. She wants competition. Then Athena, formerly known as Ember Moon, came. I think Chris Dallander came. And I think uh, this is Stokes. I think Stokes. Yeah, Stokes spoke to Layla Gray, and I think he gave Layla Gray a motivation to um, to go out there and help and to seize the opportunity. But we're we're seeing now that eh, it's not working out. But Jay Cargo, she's having that crazy undefeated streak. I don't know when. I don't know when it's going to end. But at this time, I don't think it's going to end. But another win, another pay window for Jay Cargill. Layla Grace, probably like an interim in baddie section, whatever the case may be. But let's see what happens going forward. And last but not least, the blood and guts match. Jericho Appreciation Society versus the team of Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz, Moxley, Wheeler Yuta, and Claudio. Um, Danielson was supposed to be in this match as well. He's supposed to be in, in, at Forbidden Door, but um, Danielson, I think he ha- he didn't pass the concussion test, so he's not medically clear. So once he gets through that, he'll be back. But um, for now, um, for now. We hope a speedy recovery because concussion is no joke. And we're going to talk about um, the Chris Benoit situation on this episode as well. So the match started with Sammy Guevara and Claudio. Guevara was honestly trying to escape. He didn't want no smoke. He didn't want nothing to do with the power of Claudio. And I don't blame him. And Claudio was just going crazy. Just Give him uppercut city, just one after the other. Right when Claudio wanted to do um the elevated uppercut, Guevara countered with a cutter. The second participant, since Jericho Appreciation Society um has the 
one has one over advantage because um Gobara, Suzuki, and Jericho picked up the win at Forbidden Door. So uh, Garcia went in. I forgot to mention that during that six-man tag team match at Forbidden Door, whoever won, the team would have the advantage. So that's how it led. Garcia came in. Right when Claudio was going to catch momentum, Garcia stopped the momentum. Yuta, then Yuta came in and dude went bananas with German suplex. Like this dude was was sent look, suplex city bro suplex city but in german suplex <laughs> then a few minutes or a couple of minutes later jake hager comes out and just slammed the crap out of you oh my goodness then we had a moment between claudio and jake hager now if you guys remember them in wwe they were tag team they were known as i think we the people that was the tag team in WWE. If you have watched WWE and you have seen Claudio and Jake Hager, um, Cesaro and Jack Swagger, they were known as We The People in, in the tag team division. Moxley came and y'all know Moxley loves to get down as far as like this type of match. He loves to get down. And this man just started using the fork and started stabbing on um, Garcia. Angelo Parker came. Um, my man was smart. My man was smart, but it backfired on him because Claudio Yuda and Moxley knocked off, I think it was Hager, Garcia, and Guevara to make sure that these guys would not have the advantage. And they were just picking Angelo apart after that. But after all of that, Jericho Appreciation Society took control. Then Ortiz came. He started cleaning clean house. Moxley, power driver, power driver, Angelo right on the broken glass. Oh, my goodness. Danny Magic came and started going crazy on the chairs. I think he was doing a Super Smash Bros. hammer. Then a few minutes later, Santana came, and unfortunately, he hurt his knee, and he was out of the match. We're going to talk about um, Santana as well, because there's some unfortunate news that I just found out that I just found out this week. Moxley stabbing, stabbing forehead on Matt, and then, and then and Matt just bing bong on um, on Moxley. I think it was I think it's Danny. I think it's uh, whatever the case may be. Jericho was the last member to of the Jericho Appreciation Society. He went in and Ortiz went after Jericho. And all hell broke loose. Um Kingston Kingston came out and he started hitting people with the candlestick. And it was just a brawl for all. It was just a brawl for all. Now the war game now war games is like blood and guts but the only difference is that in blood and guts you either win by submission or your opponent has to surrender in war games is either pinfall or submission but it at but in blood and guts is either submission or your opponent surrenders do claudio oh my god I don't know what happened at the top. This man said, helicopter, helicopter. Like, yo, I was so scared for Jericho's life. This dude was swinging on top of the cage. And I'm glad Claudio knew what he was doing. Because, boy, 
that could have been Jericho's last match and who knows the last time we'll see him like that's some dangerous situation and and then to end the match Claudio did the sharpshooter I forgot who it was Kingston had a submission on Jericho but Jericho did not want to tap out he didn't want Kingston to get his moment and unfortunately I think it was Matt yeah I think it was Matt that tapped out and Claudio picks up the win for 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 his team so amazing amazing blood and guts um it's the second year in a row where Jericho Jake Hager and Guevara lose and blood and guts that's the second year in a row they lose and good win for um for for um I think blood combat good win for a team Claudio Kingston Santana Ortiz Moxley and Yuda um good one for them amazing blood and guts amazing show i enjoyed it i don't know about you guys but i enjoyed it it was an amazing show now about the ortiz situation um i heard rumors that santana and ortiz are not getting along anymore which i see rare that they don't get along anymore because these guys was going on the road for so 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 long i actually met them twice in a meet and greet if you follow me on instagram it's right there um i'm so disappointed to see that this tag team that had full potential this tag team that um the second time i met them early this year i said i hope you guys win the aw tag team titles because they did deserve that they did they did deserve them belts and to find out that Santana and Ortiz are gonna part ways and just and be a single be a singles competitor, that hurts me, man. That bothers me a lot. But you know, all good things must come to an end. Nothing lasts forever. Um, it is what it is. Whatever the case may be, whatever the issue may be, um, we just hope we just hope for the best for both Santana and Ortiz. No hard feelings. No anything. Let's hope for the best. It looks like Santana might leave AEW. So if that's the case, then, you know, that's his choice. Let him move on. Let him do um, Let him do what he needs. Let him do what he wants to do. Listen, I know WWE will be on his phone, but all I'm saying is this. You better bring wrestling if you're going to bring Santana because Santana loves to wrestle. So if WWE is going to try to bring Santana just to shove it on AEW, they better bring wrestling back because it, because I stopped watching WWE because of the fact that these guys are more about promos and, and, and segments than wrestling itself. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Let's see what's in the future. But Santana's gonna be out for a while. Looks like he's gonna be out. For, it looks like he's gonna. It looks like he's gonna let the contract of AEW expire, and then he's gonna do his own thing. Um, let's talk about Chris Benoit. I still can't believe there's people that is hoping that this man gets into the Hall of Fame. Guys, this man is not gonna get into the WWE Hall of Fame. I am sorry, unless someone steps up and says. Unless someone steps up and says, hey, Chris Benoit didn't kill his family. It was such and such. 
unless that little pops up, then we can't have them. Excuse me. Unless there is evidence that this man did not kill the family. Because the thing is, like, where's the camera? Like, there was cameras back then. Unless there's proof, I don't I don't see Benoit into the WWE Hall of Fame. The thing is, you guys don't understand. Yes, his wrestling accomplishments. Yes, his hard work and stuff. But WWE is a public figure. It's a public figure. Like, people invest stocks on WWE. Like, if Vince allows this man to get into the WWE Hall of Fame, what do you think they're going to think? What do you think a lot of, what do you think the majority of people, the average person, the regular person, the everyday person will think about WWE? That they praise a murderer. So I don't understand you guys hoping, begging, taking your vitamins and saying your praise for Chris Benoit to get in the WWE Hall of Fame. In my opinion, he is not going to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. So drop that. Forget about it. Throw that out of the window. Take the L out of Lover because it's over, brother. He's not going to get into the WWE Hall of Fame. Just drop that. You can acknowledge his, his, his wrestling skills. You can acknowledge um, who he was as a performer. But the decision that he made in 2007, I was watching wrestling at that time. You guys don't understand. The wrestling business was going to be gone. Like WWE had, was going through a lot of troubles in so many years. A lot of troubles. From the steroids allegation to one of the dudes smacked the crap out of the reporters. The Owen, the death of Owen Hart, and now in 2007, the the incident of Chris Benoit. Guys, listen, Benoit was amazing, amazing in the ring, but what he did in 2017 is it, what it can't. What happened in 2007? Did I say 17? What happened in 2007? I'm sorry. It's like Demolinko said, said on Dark Side of the Ring. We can't glorify a guy that murdered his wife and his kid. It's not going to happen. But what we can talk about is the mental health. Because I do believe that all of this, all, of, all that incident that happened in 2007... Led up because of his mental health. He lost Eddie Guerrero. His life wasn't the same. He lost a couple of friends. A couple of people that helped him out. He wasn't the same after that. Yes, the chair shots. The concussion. The concussion. All of that. All of that played out. But. I believe Benoit's mental health. Wasn't the same. After the passing of Eddie Guerrero. And we're not talking a lot about the mental health. Mental health is very, very, very essential. It's very essential. Because if you're not mentally healthy, no matter what you're trying to do, you're not going to succeed. If you're trying to be in shape, if you're not mentally healthy, I'm not saying you got to be 100%. But if you're, if, you, if you're mentally healthy, if you're not mentally healthy, you're not going to get in shape. Because you're not mentally healthy. You could have you could try to run a business, 
But if you're not mentally healthy, you're not going to perform. You're not going to perform at best. Yes, it's important to eat right. Yes, it's important to have sleep. Yes, it's important to all of that. But if you're not mentally healthy, then everything else is not going to flow. It's not going to flow. So we need to talk about mental health and especially how that affect Chris Benoit. Yes, he murdered his family, but we need to talk about the mental health because it's very important. And I need to bring this out. I know what Jordan Grace did on Twitter was absolutely wrong. But can we give her a break? You guys, you not all of you guys, but some of you guys got on your huggy diapers. As soon as Jordan Grace tweeted what she tweeted, you guys was in your huggy diapers. Yes, she had a she had a lack of knowledge. She had a lack of knowledge of what happened, of who he was, and things of that nature. But the son forgave Jordan Grace, and now they're doing a foundation for some for some concussion search, something like that. Drop the ball, my man's forgave Jordan Grace. If you're a Jordan Grace fan, you should forgive you should forgive her as well and keep him and. You should forgive her as well and move on. Yes, Benoit is considered as one of the all-time greats, but you guys got to remember this man hurt. This man murdered the family. But I'm glad Jordan Grace stepped up and said, you know what? I messed up. I had a lack, lack of knowledge. Let's create a foundation. So in the near, so in the near future, this doesn't happen again. So props to Jordan Grace. Props to David Benoit, because it is a lot of a lot of people don't like to forgive. They don't like to forgive at all. They just rather hold it on. And what you people don't understand is that when you forgive a person, it's not for them. It's for you. Because because if you don't forgive, you're going to continue to hold that on. And ain't nobody got time to hold grudges. Life is too short to hold grudges. We saw what happened with Ultimate Warrior. Forgiveness happened. My man got into the WWE Hall of Fame. He he spoke his final words on that Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. And he passed away. Have that never happened? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows if they, if if Vince McMahon, all these people would never forgive or never forgave the Ultimate Warrior and vice versa. But for them to forgive Ultimate Warrior with all the stuff that he did and for Ultimate Warrior to forgive WWE as well. Well, that's the best thing. But yeah, that I wanted to bring that up. And like I said, I thought I spoke about blood and guts, but absolutely not. So those are my thoughts for um, Blood and Guts. Uh, make sure you follow me on Instagram. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Follow me on Twitter. And the next episode, we're going to talk about Dynamite, Impact, and the G1 um, Climax Tournament that started, I think, yesterday or, to, or either the 15th or, or the 16th today, whatever the case may be. But we'll, we'll try to cover that as much as we can, and we'll put it on, hopefully... Before 
no, hopefully by Wednesday. Hopefully by Wednesday. So, it's your boy, Henny Wrestling. Grow man who loves God and wrestling. Always remember, God is good. Keep God first. And I am out. Take care.